0: The year is 1982. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Somber Dave, edition. changing up my cadence, founder and editor-in-chief, Carol.com I'm joined today by an individual I like to call, Zach Dean. How's it going, Zach? <laughs> it's
1: good. It's good, Dave. Good job.
0: Glad to hear it. Today we're going to be talking the comics of 1982. We're going to be responding to listener questions and feedback. We are going to be talking about the My Marvelous March Madness... March Madness! Poll results, and uh, we are going to do a handful of My Marvelous Year shared universe updates as we do on our variant covers. Now, if you're listening to My Marvelous Year for the first time or one of the first times, what we do here is we go through Marvel Comics from its origins to today. We're looking at 10 curated storylines from every year in Marvel Comics history. We are up to 1982. We just finished our first three part episode. Following this episode, will be starting 1983, which will be broken down in four parts. So you've got a lot of time to catch up or kick off your Marvel Comics reading. All of the comics can be found in the show notes with lists. Or, as always, you can go on over to patreon.com slash and you can get the full guide of comics we'll be reading or just the weekly updates for comics as we are about to go through them. So, Zach, hit me with March
1: Okay, so let's uh let's just so we're on day what are we on day ten right now? Day eleven? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wait, we should be on eleven. How are we not on eleven? We're on day ten right now.
0: Today is March 11th. We are recording. We record typically on Wednesdays. Yeah,
1: yeah, but, okay. I, something happened. Did I miss a day? This throws everything off. I'm Zach really... is
0: figuring out how time works while he does that. Oh, okay, no, never that. mind. We've never been mind. doing I got a it. Yeah, My yeah. Marvelous March Madness <laughs> poll <laughs> over on the Patreon where anyone can vote. If so yeah, you haven't voted to yet, again, you go to patreon.com slash Daily, And we're basically, it's just one character versus another, but it's not who would win in a fight. Do have to clarify, it's not... Who well, that, would win that, a that fight. kind
1: I think was just the assumption initially and that's how everyone was discussing it and I was like yeah I don't think that's quite that well it's it's not that it's not interesting that might be its own interesting thing but like well don't uh, do you round care one about was that like...
0: do you care about that at all because I, I, uh, I never care no. about like Black Bull vs Hulk no. who would win in a fight I've never been that kind of fan I guess
1: I mean I think that maybe just itches a creative bone for people that I don't maybe have or something I don't know yeah that's a yeah, nice no, way to I, phrase it just a lack yeah. of bones yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just missing that one important bone. Yeah. One, um, the... well, it's your femur, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would be useful to have. It's a. I can't say this is a family podcast. Um, what was I going to say? cod. your your face is frozen for like the last ten minutes in the most like incredulous look. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> actually how going? I've
0: been looking at you for ten minutes.
1: Okay. So yeah, we're on we're on day eleven. I think let's just go through these. Um. Yeah, oh, one of the reasons, I mean, I didn't make the bracket to do a fight, so when people on day one were, like, talking about who would win in a fight, it was like, I have Black Panther versus Galactus coming up. Like, <laughs> that is that is not how I framed this, you know, framed this happening. Um, I mean, we kind of have an answer to that in the 2016
0: gosh, Ultimate shit. series written by Al Ewing. You know what, so on, not that unfair, on Twitter,
1: actually. I've been, um, when I post these on Twitter every day, I go find, like, two pictures, you know, one for each hero and post them, or villain. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that, like, there's a better than average chance that, like, if I type in Black Panther versus Galactus, I'll just find a picture of the two of them fighting. <laughs> so I've been doing that, yeah. and most of the time it's worked. Like, you know, I typed in Captain America versus Thor, found a picture. I found, uh, let's see, what else did I do? Punisher versus Doctor Doom. I found a good cover that had that. So, yeah, it's pretty funny that a lot of these actually have happened in comics. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm going to read through these. Have you been paying attention, like, day by day, who's winning?
0: Yeah, I usually go and vote. Oh, okay. Um I'm a I'm so a supporting patron yeah, after all. that's
1: true. So uh, we did Spider-Man versus the Thing. Spider-Man got absolutely Spider-Man absolutely won by like 51 to to 15. I don't want to go too much into the numbers here. Let's see. Iron Let's Man Let's just say who won and yeah.
0: how hard we disagree if yeah. there's a disagreement.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Spider-Man versus the, I voted for the Thing, but uh, I mean, it's tough to argue Spider-Man is not That's pretty obvious top one. There, yeah. <laughs> i thought it would be a little closer but iron man versus professor x iron man came out on top of there with about two-thirds of the vote um, i did vote for the prof there i find i think professor he's a more significantly more interesting yeah me too same um storm versus wolverine which i think has been the toughest face-off so i specifically made this entire like the entire bracket to be just tough picks i wanted to pair two people that i thought had like relatively oh you did this on purpose Good yeah i dog. tried to i tried to pick people that had relatively equivalent like you know love from the fans so uh-huh. yeah <clears throat> uh, these, these are me trying to make these difficult <clears throat> so storm versus wolverine actually ended in a tie i voted storm dave voted wolverine had to flip a coin wolverine and it was
0: one-to-one one, tie <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it landed dead right heat right on the edge um scarlet witch versus wasp scarlet witch won by kind of quite a bit daredevil versus silver surfer daredevil stole it away green goblin versus black Bolt. green goblin won just a little bit because um, i think i mean norman osborn is pretty interesting black panther versus galactus black panther no surprise there mm-hmm. dr doom versus punisher doom won out there and yeah, Cap- yeah. this this is one i genuinely had no idea i would have guessed that thor would beat captain america but uh, Captain America beat Thor by uh, a decent, a decent amount here. God, I'm just—I yeah. think this is a really boring way of going through this. I'm almost done, so I'm gonna finish. But I would agree. Who won? Black Widow, Nick Fury, Black Widow, which I actually made a big case. It was like one of the only times I went in the Slack and made a big case for a different character because I think Nick Fury is the obvious answer for what we've read so far. Um, I'll
0: admit I voted for Nick um, because like, I think there's a, a strong MCU and, influence. In yeah. these. Well, even you know, so, inevitably,
1: like, Nick Fury has a lot more personality i think than uh, black widow in the movies i don't know i like black widow fine uh does like...
0: nick fury does mcu nick fury kind of suck here's yeah. a question oh cuz he uh, does, what does he do that's good i like samuel jackson i, I like mean, him I think in that brings, role i like yeah. the character he what does he gravitas. succeed at
1: um yeah it's true i mean he's not particularly wound into like yeah weirdly you don't feel like he's a big mover and shaker right like there's not a lot of emotional uh-huh. impact with him you know when he the like. The thing about
0: Nick Fury is he should always he should always know everything and yeah. be seventeen steps ahead. Yeah, you don't really and get that vibe. He's yeah. pretty much always behind the eight ball in these movies. Sure. You know. Yeah, I um, liked him like the in most Winter in Soldier. The, he gets no, just like he gets schooled. Really. Yeah. 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 But he gets you know he's got just enough. Um, but it doesn't come a, measures. it
1: doesn't come as a huge shock because we haven't seen him being the like you know the incredible spy master who, you know, never right. gets the wool pulled over his eyes and like he's always so far ahead. So it doesn't come as this like, oh, I can't believe they got Nick Fury. Yeah, it's a good point.
0: No, um, no, and he also... never he never really has the good moments to offset these big stories where he gets taken out. You know, yeah.
1: yeah, I liked him the most in Captain Marvel. I think his uh his dynamic with Carol Danvers and that was a lot of fun like that was the yeah most,
0: like i should watch that again with a, a nick fury lens yeah, anywho him. that's my newest hot take i will be um recording that video and saying something to the effect of does nick fury suck and then a picture of me smiling in the middle of the thumbnail
1: should scarlett johansson play nick fury for <laughs> <one? laughs>
0: scarlett joe in talks for the new nick fury jr
1: uh and then today's <laughs> poll Luke's, Luke Cage versus Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is clearly winning, which is a little this bummer. This was to a me. tough one for me because it, yeah. Doctor Strange is obviously going to win, but I think I like Luke more. We that that kind of was the consensus in the Slack was like Luke Cage is more fun, but Doctor Strange is more important, you know, and like brings more to the Marvel universe. Like Doctor Strange is the uh the like lens through which all magic gets introduced into the the Marvel U, whereas Luke Cage is kind of uh you know, he's another hero, and he's great. Like he's a lot of fun um he's got a great personality so I, like, I think i like luke cage's comics better but doctor strange is more important i don't know um let's uh yeah so if you're interested in that go check out the bracket it's a ton of fun um next year i'm definitely going to do this ahead of time so that people can do their like prediction brackets and we can you know like actually compete for this because i think yeah and if a we actually
0: of think of it and i get involved which i did not so i have no room to complain there will be seating because this no, is true no, madness. No, that that's awful. absolute that's insanity. I mean I March madness I, am, never I never know,
1: knew way. about this before cuz I don't know anything about uh like actual actually how this works. But like yeah. the idea is that like the strongest face off against the weakest in the initial rounds.
0: In the right? early rounds, that's your benefit for having succeeded during the regular season.
1: So but doesn't that just but that That just no. That 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 sets up
0: potential upset potential. So then, when a 15 seed beats a two seed, it blows your mind. Except because the underdog won. I don't think that works in any sport.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't work in this. This like they're not fighting. Sure it does. Right? Like Luke Luke Cage and Doctor Strange are not in a fight, and Luke Cage will like, oh wow, I can't believe he won. It's about like their popularity. So if we seed the most popular and the least popular, but no, it would be like if um.
0: I, well, who's a I feel like, it like a small character that it, like you and like uh, okay, like a Rick Jones or like a stiltman. Right? Ugh. So like Stiltman eh, that's a bad example, he's great. Um let's say Batrock. We put Batrock as like a fourteen seed and he's facing off against like a known entity like Thor. And uh-huh. Batrock wins. That's I mean, a huge upset. That's super w- fun.
1: But he wouldn't. He would never win in a million years. Like How dare you? That's just not how it works. He's your People favorite villain. For- no, that's not how it works. I, d- I think you were all trying to... Oh my to bring- gosh,
0: your bracket would be so chalk and boring. Guys, get Zach in your March Madness bracket.
1: It's different. Those are like those are things that are unpredictable. They're basketball games. This is like... Yeah. Oh my God.
0: People voting you on know, things they like is the equivalent no, the- of the basketball... It's the basketball the- game of the mind, Zach.
1: The <laughs> best of these that have worked out are the ones like th- uh, Wolverine versus Storm where it was literally mm. like going back and forth all day long. Right? Yeah,
0: that's like- an eight and a nine seed. Mm, that's a bad example. Really, they're both like... Three or four seeds. Right, Wolverine. Yeah. You can make a case for Wolverine as a one seed, honestly. If you yeah. Want to get the sure. I mean, here.
1: I think he's the number four best-selling superhero of all time. It's like that yeah. Superman, like your all-time Spider-Man. So, who would your Wolverine? one seeds be?
0: My, my question is, who would your number one seeds be? If you, so, you pick four Marvel characters who would be like the clear top of the heap. So we got Spider-Man for sure. We got oh, Iron little, Man. If we're doing through right. present day plus MCU,
1: I think it's probably has come to be down in there. To... I think it's going to come down to Spider Man versus Iron Man,
0: Doctor Doom.
1: I think it's going to come and... down to Spider Man versus Black Panther on one I think side. Black Panther's that high? Black Panther's going to probably yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, I think
0: he's a two or a three seed.
1: I, I'm looking at the actual bracket, so like Wolverine and Spider Man can't both end up in the final four the way I have it seated.
0: Well, Wolverine barely won, so I'm, I'm less confident Wolverine.
1: Uh, it's just because he was against Storm, and then I think I think it's gonna be Magneto versus like Captain America. That, that's my guess. Spider Man, Black Ooh, Panther, a Magneto, little acts
0: of vengeance.
1: Captain America. I don't know what that means.
0: Captain America. Actually, that's Magneto versus the Red Skull. That's an all timer. That's a yep. good issue.
1: Okay, let's get into some letters. Okay, so uh, we get a letter here from Joseph. Uh, hey, ja- I keep calling us Jack and Dave. My name. I should know how to. You say got it. your
0: own name wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, Joseph, Jack. Zach, I don't know. Did you ever wish you were a jack? No. God, no. God, no. <laughs> you, are you offended offense. by jacks? Yes, yeah. Offense, infen- yeah. offense intended, jacks. Hey, Zach and Dave, I want to give a shout out to Talisman, the first indigenous Australian hero in the Marvel Universe, and I think the first Australian in general. He, like many American depictions of indigenous Australians, doesn't seem very authentic or very well-researched. That's saying, putting it politely.
0: Is this from Contest of Champions? Yes,
1: exactly. But he yeah. is a hero. It's a positive thing to see that kind of representation in media now and in 1982. In one sense, it makes sense there's so few indigenous Australian superheroes in American comics, where the writers are mostly American and mostly white. I'd love to see Australia explored more in the Marvel Universe, maybe one day by an Australian writer, maybe an indigenous one. Another group I thought deserved a mention this year are Protestant Christians, particularly in the light of God Loves, Man Kills. I want to give props to Claremont for calling out the way religion has been used at times as a tool for negative discrimination. It might have been uncommon to do so in 1982. but it feels kind of tired to me in 2020 i'm struggling to think of a protestant christian character whose faith directs their actions but in a way that's not villainous or victim-like there's a whole lot of christians out there who i'm sure would appreciate a character like that but then again it comes back to who's writing doesn't seem to me there's many christians writing comics but there are plenty of writers who've got a bone to pick with christians at least some of them any thoughts love your work Jim. i think so he's
0: saying it seems tired to make to make this preacher so evil in 2020
1: yeah. Um, I, I mean, right? I think I, I I, mean, I read a lot of this as more uh, critiques of like the cultural aspects of religion and the way that they feed into discrimination or use rationalization rather than like, you know, an atheist's call out of like religion. You know, it, I, I don't think it's specifically trying to say, you know, religion bad, I don't, Christianity yeah. bad, like. Faith right. is, you know, dumb and evil. I mean, I think that that is a distinction that can be made. Um, same way that, I Whether mean. Whether you're looking at Starlin or yeah. Claremont, yeah. both both of whom have
0: had very big takedowns of organized religion mm-hmm. and the ways it can go awry. Yeah. I, I don't see either of those particularly focused on, like, the messages of the religion or, like you said, the idea of faith. I mean, I think even if you look at Claremont's work, as it builds, he starts developing Nightcrawler. As a very yep. devout Christian. And that's yeah. actually a very good example of some of a Christian superhero in the Marvel Universe who uh, it is not mocked. It is not derided. It is very much integrated as a part of Kurt Wagner and will continue to be so to the point that, you know, in 2020 comics, like his faith is a huge part of that character. And it's it's very interesting, actually, because it's a character whose, whose worldview includes... Um, traveling to the realms of hell and mm-hmm. uh, right. supernatural and alien beings and all of these things that would throw, you know, the text of the Bible, like, into the air. And, oh, like, I mean, there's that, that great you, Captain America Thor, line. And like, Thor, flying around you, right? So it's like, what is the, well, the what do we make of this?
1: Captain America's line in the Avengers of, like, there's only one God, ma'am, and what is it? He uh, he doesn't have a hammer? Is that the line? It doesn't look like that, right?
0: Yeah, right. No, it sounds something like that. But I, I find that an interesting exploration as well. You know, you have a, a 40s Captain America. in Did his you say Christianity it's, it's not trying...
1: something like that?
0: No, I didn't. I, I was saying, I was agreeing. That I oh, was oh, I thought like you said that. it's not
1: something like that. But I was like, well, okay. <laughs> it's no, pretty no, close. I, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's
0: definitely not that. You're dead wrong. Um, yeah, so I, I think there are interesting explorations. I mean, Daredevils, Catholicism, we started talking about a bit during the, the Frank Miller run. Um, mm-hmm. It gets developed a bit. I think would probably be the other most most I don't recognizably know if that's, know if that's a positive
1: de- depiction though. To uh, to like Joe's it feels
0: authentically person. Catholic, but it's yeah. But I, I, I don't think know. That, it's very that... well integrated into his person. I don't know that it's a. It doesn't make me think like Catholicism sounds awesome. <laughs> that's not really the <laughs> yeah. point. Sure.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't really know any other um, heroes, but I haven't read that many modern things. But that you know that's interesting. It's almost uh, kind of curious that like that is not weaved in. I mean. It kind of makes sense that, like, initially we didn't have that many Christian characters because the Marvel Universe was created by, you know, a couple Jews. So, you know, I don't think they were going to make all their characters Protestant Christian.
0: Um, but even, like, even like Ben Grimm or probably, like, Peter Parker, they'll use, like, what I have gathered now to be, like, Jewish slang.
1: Well, the th- you know? I mean, the, the thing isn't but I Christian, don't... but the thing definitely, I mean... The thing I, is Jewish, Jewish, for sure. Right, yeah, he, has, yeah, yeah. he has
0: had a... He's yeah i'm just trying like to think
1: of like positive jewish depictions of comics. religion i mean um miss marvel i just said he's right?
0: had jewish comics i'd like to walk that back and say he has been at jewish events <laughs> in comics. so i'm pretty confident I'm, ben Grimm is actually jewish there's, yeah. there's
1: definitely uh, those comics out there with him wearing the yarmulke i don't know if peter parker is or no is i don't he. think he is canonically jewish at all i think i think that's yeah. just uh him being you know a new york boy living in queens and picking up you know picking up yiddish from okay from yeah. the surroundings yeah it could be um, um
0: but uh, yeah, I mean, certainly it's not the focus of many of these comics. I do think too, like, I guess I would, if we were having the conversation, I would disagree. The idea of Stryker as a villain being tired in 2020, I would actually disagree with that quite strongly. I think, yeah, it didn't. I mean, well, it, it still whether it's seems Christianity or or other religions, <laughs> but I see it a lot in America with Christianity, um, that pulpit and that type, of, and just sort of the culture. Can be manipulated so wrong, and I, I think did you, did you see probably Jim where Baker you're coming from
1: today. Do you know Jim Baker? He's one of these like
0: I didn't want to get this specific with it, but, but, but I just is, wanted to say, but he know specifically
1: today is getting sued for selling fake coronavirus cure.
0: <laughs> I mean that's that's gross. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, but you know, it's like it can be manipulated very easily, right? Yeah. And and that is the message of Stryker is I think like that's using true. this that's... for hateful means, yeah. and that happens all the time still. And that doesn't mean to me, at least. That Christianity is evil; that it is always bad or whatever. Um, but there are plenty of examples where it can be used towards those ends, and I think that's what the story's calling out. So I—I yeah. I don't know that uh, I'm trying to think of like beyond character representation. You know, I don't know that Marvel. I'm trying to think of like a really I mean, good Miss commentary is like track on religious quite Muslim,
1: right? Like she—I mean, that is yeah, that's obviously woven. a big part
0: of her story because it's yeah. you know it's. It's, and well, I, don't, it's, I don't think it's so, so integrated into her world and in her person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty positive dis- depiction of, you know, her religion there. I think it's a pretty like level, you know, like her parents are a different generation. I definitely get more like familiar elements from Miss Marvel
0: going to, I don't even know the language, um, going to mosque. Going, I don't know if you call it still going to mass that I get from like my experiences where it's like, you know, essentially going to Sunday school and just sort of mm-hmm. the relationships you have with that community and those preachers yeah. and all the kids that are also in church with you. Like there's a lot of that in that comic um that is that feels very lived in and yeah. and familiar even though it was not the religion I grew up with. So, yeah, that's actually a really good representation of that, I think. And that comic's awesome. So I mean,
1: I you know what? I'd actually I think it's maybe not that surprising because Christianity was and is the dominant relationship relation, the dominant religion in america um you know the majority religion um and i think comics have always had a little bit of that like counterculture streak or at least they always used to strongly have that so i think you know they largely i bet they would want to avoid that just to kind of you know i guess keep that like counterculture credentials right like this is not this is not your parents comic like this is not the like the stuffy stuff that your parents are interested in, and you know we're not like teaching you moral lessons here. Um, I mean, so. I see
0: that more with Starlin, and yeah. I mean he's yeah, writing yeah. religious satire in right. the pages yeah. of Adam Warlock. Sure. That is the intent, right? And the, and that is totally a part of the colonial culture movement. Um, but I I don't know, it, it depends. I, you on know what? I I
1: I, I I like this question. I'd actually be like, I mean, I'm pretty. Um, I think that would be an interesting angle. I almost wish that they'd stuck with that more with Captain America because I think. That literally might be the only hint that he is, you know, like a, uh, that he's a Christian and that he's a, like, a believer. Are you talking about in the movies? Yeah, yeah, in the movies, in the MCU. I think that would be interesting if they stuck with that, to, you know, just keep... The place I is, see like, it... I was just gonna say, the place I see it referenced the most is definitely the Ultimate Universe,
0: um, where that is yeah, a part I, we of we what Miller that. sees as, like, a, his, his 40s-ness, you know, to a degree, is just, yeah, like, if you're yeah. a good American, you're also a Christian, you right, know, it's yeah. kind of like this, and he, and Miller's definitely writing that as, like, an old-fashioned thing, but I actually find that very interesting to be, like, to, that worldview of the 40s, because, like, that's, I, I had a grandmother who was very much like that, like, oh, this person's Christian, they must be really nice, <laughs> you know, like, like, she thoroughly believed that, so I actually would find that interesting to explore with a Captain America type character, that said, I don't know where I, you would fit that into the I'm, MCU, I, or I, how. I,
1: I, I mean, it's not, uh, I mean, I was raised Christian, like, you know, I went to Christian private schools growing up, um, church every Sunday, prayer meeting every Wednesday. Uh so like and I'm I'm not really part of that scene or culture or religion anymore. But um I'm not opposed to like seeing more of that and I can I can understand some of the frustration if you are, right? If you are a Christian, um or any religion really, um, to be like the only time this comes up in a medium I like, comic books, is when it's being used as a villain, even though I think Dave and I are both in agreement that they are not like villainizing, you know, faith right they are villainizing the organization of american style religion so um yeah good question oh but a very specific a very specific like evangelical like tv
0: evangelical right yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: exactly or i mean also i think like there's a really straight line you can draw between you know um organized religion rationalizing racism right like that is exactly what they are drawing on is the way that people used literally were trying to use the Bible to rationalize slavery Jim Crow laws segregation mm-hmm. etc right like that mm-hmm. has been going through history and I think that is exactly what they're you know demonizing rather than you know actually just being a Christian period um yeah good question uh speaking of which the uh he wanted to talk about you mentioned talisman yet talisman's kind of a non-character although isn't there an x men who's a um indigenous? australian mutant that is like gateway like a gateway i was gonna we say portal. To yet, yeah yeah
0: but i believe that's uh that's who that's gonna be yeah yeah
1: exactly so there'll be uh there'll be a little bit more of that oh, yeah talisman is so bad that they misspelled his name the first time in contest of champions <laughs> they spelled it talisman <laughs> the first time you know uh, really. I,
0: at some i i don't have a a desire to do this quickly but a follow-up on the where are they now contest mm-hmm. of champions introductions yeah. would be would be a pretty interesting read
1: yeah those are all pretty bad um pretty bad looks so kyle still writes in how do you folks recently joined the club after finding the podcast and catching up with all previous issues congratulations good job well done um, and shame shame to any of you who are not caught shame. up Shame. Yeah. 1982 my birth year sure was a great year to join Couple of random thoughts for you shotgun style that you can react to as you wish regarding the Belasco issue of uncanny X-Men. I can definitely see what Dave means when he says Chris Claremont is leaving a lot of things to be developed later. Months ago, I actually read the Magic miniseries and went back to issue 160 of Uncanny X-Men, which made it much easier to follow. Reading the comments about Burn as a writer, someone said there was not much to look forward to after Fantastic Four for him. Sensational She-Hulk, however, is fantastic in the late 80s, early 90s when he writes it. It's fourth wall breaking stuff that sets the stage for modern Deadpool type stories. I actually enjoyed the Burn Fantastic Four issues this year. Took me a while to get into them, but as I read several in a row, it grew on me. Look forward to being in the club. Yeah, I don't think I either like, of uh, us are. I like
0: Sensational She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, what I've read of it, and I—I I know we've talked about that as a as a interesting, somewhat groundbreaking, occasionally yeah, I'm curious work. I—I I think uh, I don't know. You like John and Comics more than I do, definitely at this I mean, point. So I'll, I'm not like. Oh, I don't know if that's excited. true.
1: I think you like the Fantastic Four more than I do.
0: How dare you? I, I think I'm. How over... dare
1: you tell me I like something more than you? <laughs> well, I don't know. You just you said the exact same thing about me. Um, I mean, you've been,
0: but... you've been talking up Alpha Flight. Yeah, Alpha for Alpha a Decade.
1: Okay, so <laughs> it, this is a good chance to bring this up. In the Slack this week, someone is ahead, and they just read the Alpha Flight issues, and they reminded mm-hmm. me something I completely forgotten about or didn't notice the first time. That there's a little, small little plot thing in that where one of the main characters has like. This relationship thing, he's like a like a thirty something year old man and his wife, when he meets her, there's like flashback to when he meets her, she's like seventeen. And there's this whole thing about him being like, No, we can't, you're too young and she, you know, convinces him that she's a mature enough woman who loves him, blah blah blah. And okay. it's gross, it's kinda of creepy, it's uh you know, it feels feels weird and uncomfortable. And you know we, what that reminds
0: me of that's weird and uncomfortable that we didn't talk about? That John, and I don't remember if this is in the issues to come or if we already read these in the club. But uh, is the Peter Rasputin-Kitty Pride
1: relationship? Well, okay, let, let, let's put that on hold because I, I want to talk about that in contrast. But someone else brought up, like, we started <laughs> digging around. And John Byrne has done this quite a bit. Um, he writes Reed Richards, a flashback to Reed Richards seeing a, like, young child Sue Storm when he was younger. And him being a man and saying, like, you know, being inex I, I think it was like Sue Storm being inexplicably attracted to this adult man in the room. Um, and then Superman kissing like a 16 year old girl with his parents in the room being like, Superman, who's, it's fine. Who's going to call the cops on you? <laughs> like there is, there's, there's a real running pattern of John Byrne got writing, think for it. writing older men dating like barely legal girls. Um, yeah, and it's uh it's upsetting because I like I generally like his writing, you know, like even if it's not outstanding and it doesn't blow me away, I, I think he's a very solid writer and I've never really disliked anything he's written. Um yeah, I think it's worth bringing up. It's definitely uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> um I and mean, he is I mean, what I will say is John Byrne is a through this period is a talented comic book artist. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah and sure. it, increasingly what you will find is his personal Beliefs and the way they may have been integrated into his stories suck. Yeah, <laughs> i do, I do not care yeah. for the opinions uh, and thoughts. Uh, he has said some pretty gross things yep. in, in interviews or of his own accord. Yeah, there's uh, specifically. The decades, I just want to you know, call
1: out, you know, and you know, say we are not fine with the, uh, you know, some of the transphobic stuff he said lately. That that's the biggest stuff that I've seen, like that I've had a real problem with. Someone's pointing. Yeah, I did.
0: Sack. I mean, I kind of I I struggle with this because it's like. You know, we kind of talked about Frank Miller, like the fact that he has a modern reputation mm-hmm, yeah. that is shrouded in a lot Islamophobia yep. from his work on like Holy Terror, for example. Yeah, right. but I struggle with like, well, okay, we know that, but do we still go back and enjoy the hell out of his Daredevil? Right, oh, which I mean, for me, was written totally. well before a time when yep. you knew. When you knew more about this creator, which we do now, right? Like we're we're from a position of, I don't know, it's not the same thing, but it's like, do you still listen to Michael Jackson records? Do you yeah, Do you yeah, still yeah. play Bill Cosby albums? I, I can tell think... you that one we're not doing <laughs> for our kids, you know? I think the answer um,
1: is like- So that gets challenging. You could just got to like, because people are talking about this, like I can't separate the art from the artist. Like this is such a turnoff for me, John Burns stuff, you know, like- we that's have, totally fair yeah I, exactly I and i think i think that is just issue like that in any way that is your sensitivity to this i don't mean that in like a disparaging way i think different people yeah, have yeah. different sensitivities to things and if you feel like that i mean because the thing is like i don't see that islamophobia leaking into daredevil it isn't like disgusting to me in daredevil right orson scott card has some like really homophobic remarks that he's made. I mean, he is a, but I his mean, ultimate Patent Iron Man did. is a stone code classic. <laughs> yeah. So right. how do you but avoid like, it? You know, it is, uh, I, that doesn't like dripping through the work of his that I've read. But if it was, if I'm reading a book and, um, you know, I'm just like, oh man, this is like anti homosexual propaganda, you know, that maybe is a lot harder to stomach. Um, I think it's just, everyone needs to, you know, make their own, uh, make their own judgment on how they feel about it. Um, you know, I, I don't want to promote, I don't know. Yeah, I think that line just has to be drawn for everyone because you know there's people who are like, don't go buy a Woody Allen movie ticket. Don't go buy a Roman Polanski movie ticket. Don't support these guys, right? Yeah, sure. I kind of agree with that. Like, but that's, that's a line... different.
0: That's different to me than never watch Chinatown.
1: Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I I am not willing to throw away Chinatown and. You know, Rosemary's baby, but i which not- maybe
0: is total hypocrisy. Yeah, totally. Maybe. I mean,
1: whatever you can, uh, I, I, anyone who is a, a purely ethical consumer of art is kidding themselves or thinks they are, right? Like, so I think, you know, we all have to just kind of do what feels comfortable with us and try to stay, you know, try to do the least harm we can, right? I think that, uh, I like
0: that philosophy. I yeah. will say, you know, just as far as my Marvel year Club, um, we're going to read what came out and and what is a part of these lists i i think kind of kind of regardless yeah creators and where they are now you know what i mean um i think generally that's not as much of a problem i think burn and miller are probably two of the more and and i mean mean, we're not because they're really being being like bigger examples oh
1: this this blatant sexism in the 60s totally fine good we you know glossing it over yeah yeah if it's there in the world responsibility is say
0: something i guess um but it's i don't know i don't have. i definitely do Not have a perfect answer, and obviously, just for you no, to talk I don't through think there's it. clear, I don't think there's a I imagine. So, answer. but that's that's I think where we net out on that. Um, it's yeah, I, it's worth calling finding... out. And again, if it's if it's too gross to you and you're just like, no, I don't want to support this person in any way, however that might be, like, I get that,
1: yeah, totally fine. Um, yeah, since finding that out and like really looking into that, I've been like, sensational She Hulk has been, I my excitement for that has been a little dampened because I know he really, you know, like, he hams up the cheesecake in that in a way that my perception yeah, was, sure. was like kind of funny and goofy and now I'm just like maybe it casts a little pall over that so we'll see I mean we're gonna read it I'll uh you know make a judgment then um got one more email oh no that's it that's all our emails okay that's it thanks everybody who
0: wrote in again if you um like the show and you're interested writing in you can do so at my year at gmail.com yes I will also pause here to say my marvelous year is brought to you by patreon.com my marvelous year mm-hmm. this is the uh bonus fan supported site where you can support the show with a recurring donation if you are so inclined. The bonuses that are here that are my favorites are 1. Access to the Master Spreadsheet 2. Access to the Patreon Slack community channel and 3. Your very own My Marvelous Year Universe character creation, which we will be doing shortly. So if you're interested in any of those, go on over to patreon.com slash year. The other thing you can do That would help us greatly is rating and reviewing on iTunes. Thank you to those of you who have done so already. And we very much appreciate reviews as we just talked about in a Patreon exclusive shop talk episode, ratings and reviews go a long way to establishing our credibility as a true podcast for the people. So thanks everybody who has done so or will consider doing
1: so. And now back to your show. Speaking of feedback, I have never seen the slack. I mean, the slack is just, they, they beat me up all the time. Like, I am, I am the Slack's punching bag for yourself. all my perfectly valid and correct opinions. Like I said, you do bring it on yourself. Yep. Um, <laughs> you somehow are immune to this, probably because you don't, uh, you know, I don't know. Have bad opinions? And scream it at everybody in the Slack, like I do. Um, that too. You have never invited such, like, exasperation and, uh, like, just, I don't know. anger is probably too strong a word, but just, like... Disbelief, as when you said in our last episode that you haven't seen Alien or Aliens. <laughs> like, sure. It was funny. Someone in the Slack was like, we, well, we're going to have to, like, we're arranging a viewing party to rectify this. And I was, I like, okay. I didn't want to write, like, yeah, the, the idea that you're going to get Dave to sit down to, like... <laughs> watch this movie online it was laughable I missed, I missed this chatter yeah um no i i definitely have literally five minutes ago spots. right someone just wrote like <laughs> uh someone just wrote in the slack that uh wow just imagine living your life having never seen alien or aliens i'm sorry but this must be rectified immediately that's uh <laughs> thanks mike <laughs> imagine imagine it yes this is the hellscape i know as life without
0: alien and aliens i am doing my best to get through i get
1: chewed out for saying i don't really like aliens that much so it's not that different i love alien well i have alien is one of my favorites aliens is fine i don't know whatever
0: i will tell you i mean 80s movies in general
1: that are iconic
0: there's a great chance i haven't seen them yeah or i've only seen
1: them recently um which comes with being a kid oh all right I thought I was like being a kid. I thought like, you were talking about having a kid I don't know. Never mind. Let's move on to the uh the heroes. No, having Romans. a kid gives you lots of time to sit and watch alien movies. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> yeah. You can just watch whatever you want. But Von DuMusing
0: so loves alien. <laughs> Von DuMusing would love alien and that's the problem. Mm. That is what I'm concerned about. Um speaking of kids. Hey, can I tell you uh, can I tell you a story before we do yeah, our updates? I um I don't know if this is the right time. Maybe I should I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh hmm, maybe I'll save this for an episode. You can't you can't actually b- yeah okay you're right uh i haven't told you yet i got totally schooled at uh at c2e2
1: (laughs) by jonathan hickman himself
0: no close though uh
1: it was at (gasps) it wasn't cb subluski was it well very close i keep calling him subluski but you know i'm gonna stick with i assumed you were doing
0: that on purpose so (laughs) i sort of joined you
1: no i think i think it is kind of funny though
0: that's fine i I mean i have no problem calling my nemesis the wrong name um (laughs) so i'm at the c2e2 uh marvel's next big thing panel Mm -hmm. um they're talking about no, it's the one before that. They're talking about, like, Empire or whatever. So it's Al Ewing, C.B. Sablewski, and Tom Brevort, who's the editor on the series, and who's been an editor at Marvel forever. He's, like, their yeah. executive editor. And towards the end of the thing, there's, like, no more questions. They have some time. So uh, C.B. says, um, hey, one of the games we like to play in the Marvel office is we see it's called—what um, uh, did he call it? It was something like Stump Tom. That's not. There was a more catchy name. Um, but it was okay. like, oh, beat Brevoort, <laughs> beat Brevor is what it was. And okay. it was like, you try to hit him with a, a Marvel universe question that he doesn't know the answer to. Cause he's like a super continuity expert. So I'm like, oh, I got this. And they're like, oh, if you can do this, you know, we'll let you, uh, we'll give you a Wolverine, you know, C2E2 variant exclusive or something like that. Mm, so I'm like, okay. sweet. So my hand shoots up, right? The minute he starts talking <laughs> about this, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pull from the most recent thing we read. And it had to be fantastic for, uh, related was the other caveat. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pull from whatever the heck's in the top of my head from my model this year. I'll hit him with something there, and uh, oh, and I'll wow. get this comic. Wow. So I re- my hand shoots up. I'm the first one called <laughs> within seconds, right? I'm like front two rows here. And uh, I hit I'm him wincing. with yeah. the softest ball question I could have thought of, okay? So it, maybe not maybe not the softest ball, but I hit him with the question, what issue did the Inhumans move to the blue area of the moon? Um, all right, Zach, what's your answer? Oh God. Uh,
1: one eighty-five
0: and 37 seconds. Left. I literally,
1: if you, okay, here's the thing. You have a weird memory for this. Minutes. Like you have this memory for the issue numbers. Um, in a way that like when I was in college, I used to be able to rattle off like discographies of people, you know, I could be like, yeah, right. oh, here's their whole discography. And I could tell you what year it is. Can't really do that much anymore. I absolutely like, if you hey, told man. me that fantastic four, that issue of fantastic four Couldn't was, do it. 135 or if you told me it was 262 i would equally believe you i have <laughs> no okay. context for 185 I, I don't know i just made that so up. i would have beat
0: you pretty easily y- oh, brevoort yeah. on the other hand says pretty quickly mm-hmm. fantastic four number 240 and i say mm-hmm. wasn't it 242 because <gasps> in my head i had told myself it was 242 thinking i might have got him here no it was 240. He then rattled off what happened in 240, what happened in 241, and what happened in 242, which is the start of the Galactus story. I was shamed. I was embarrassed. And I'll admit I was a little turned on. I was pretty <laughs> delighted by what just happened. And uh, I did not get my comic, but I got schooled this badly. This is the wrong
1: hobby, full of nerds. I,
0: I mean, here's the thing. I, It's like, you know, I stepped up. I stepped out of my skin is a nerd and i got shot down hard <laughs> <laughs> i should
1: i should switch to being like a sports guy sports guys don't care about like stats and numbers
0: yeah you clearly <laughs> would belong with the sports guys with your expert march madness uh, bracket opinions <laughs> god that
1: would infuriate everyone um okay so let's yeah that, that's pretty good um uh, it only would be better if it was Sablowski. That would be. It was also literally the rich.
0: last thing I did at the con, so I just <laughs> walked out with my head hung low and uh, and walked out in shame. Mm-hmm. But speaking of shame, let's uh, let's come up with some my marvelous year universe creations. For All our
1: right. So we have a return character. We had someone return. who uh, who left for a little while, but he's back. Kyle Garzon, That's the return of the. Oh AKA. wait, no wait. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? Blue flamingo.
0: What do you mean? Kyle Garzone, Blue Flamingo, hit me. Well, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, so just a little recap. I think it's been a while since we've done a Blue Flamingo. Blue Flamingo is uh, specifically here. He is somewhat of a Batman figure. A uh, uh, you know, he's a normal guy. He is wreathed in these like shimmering blue flamingo, blue flamingo feathers, uh, and he is attempting to stop the the group people and the groups of people, the corporations. Um, and governments that are destroying the earth environmentally. Um, okay. He is, you know, he th- this was all pushed on by them clear cutting this island of the Galapagos that he was particularly invested in. And now he is out for vengeance. So maybe a little bit of an anti hero. He's kind of a dark hero. You know, he may be a, like a Punisher type, right? Like he's got a, a righteous cause um, and he's kind of willing to take it to some extremes. I do wish
0: Punisher had instead gone by like. Purple ostrich. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. A very
1: flamboyant costume. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, so we're going to. We're seeing a building at night. It is brightly lit inside. It's a tall, 10 story building. Looks like mm-hmm. uh, a facility. It's got chain link fences outside with barbed wire. And the sign on the outside says Lacrazie Research Institute, mm. aka the tailor. But um, and, uh, and it says, like, Research Institute for Communicable Diseases. Blue Flamingo, we see him hop the fence, dodge the spotlights, weaving between the guards, you know, like, just sneaking up to the building, shoots his, uh, what's it called? Bat thing. What's the rope the Batman shoots up? Uh, grappling hook.
0: Do wish we had video on this so you guys could have seen Zach just mimic pew. a <laughs> tiny pew pew gun. Yep. To just grappling There's hook up, up sneaks
1: into the building. He's uh you know he he's stealthing his way through this building. He enters the most guarded top secret ward of this uh, of this facility, the maternity where, ward. And it's it's specifically for terminal cases. Mm. Um the most dangerous oh, communicable diseases are all kept here in terminal cases being researched. Kind of weird though. He walks through this uh this long hallway or this long room full of beds. They're all empty. Um like where are all the That's patients? Good. Don't know where all the patients are. He hears cheering um, coming from down the hall, and he yeah. he sees as he walks by Sex a bunch party. of a bunch of scientists yeah. and doctors all clinking glasses. He hears the popping of champagne bottles, and he sees patients mixed in there too. Like a lot of the patients in their uh, you know normal clothes and their um what are they called the uh, things? Scrubs. Where your your yeah, no, not scrubs. Where your butt sticks out like uh, That's know. just my day to day. Yeah. Anyway, hospital gowns, whatever, are down there all like just mingling with the hospital staff and everyone's cheering and celebrating something, something just happened that he missed. And all these people are seemingly, I didn't hear your joke. I I assume it was real good though. Um, (laughs) Everyone's cheering. He continues on. He knows where he's going. He's got a destination. We see him sneak through some double doors. The camera stays outside the room. You hear some thuds and you hear crying, the crying of a child. We cut to outside the building, blue flamingo, Swings out of the building and over the fence, holding Fever Baby. Whoa. And goes off into the night, holding a screaming Fever Baby.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mysterious. Mm-hmm. Miss Mysterious. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, what do you got for us? So who is our new patron that I Kyle will Kyle Still. Uh, Kyle Still. Still standing. Let's do a new character for Kyle Still. So in the My Marvelous Year shared universe kyle's character is named michael jordan michaels he was born to a family of very kind parents who very much enjoyed the name michael do <laughs> you like george michael uh-huh. and
1: jordan like the country god i love this so he's great start michael jordan that michaels. sounded sarcastic but it's not i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm so into this already michael okay yeah okay. so
0: Once Michael Jordan Michaels makes his way to college, which he attends in North Carolina, he joined a fraternity. And for one of the outings, the fraternity, they went camping. And so they're drinking, they're playing games, and Mm -hmm. they're playing a rousing game, of freeze tag in the pine forest, as so often happens, in a frat. And Michael is frozen. He gets tagged. He has to stay frozen. He stays frozen for about half an hour before he realizes he's not really hearing anything anymore, and his buzz is wearing off, and there's really no one around. And he looks look around, and he can't find anyone. And he can't find his way back either. And he's lost in this pine forest for three days. And he's just sort of stuck, stomping around in, in resin and... You know all the stuff on the bottom of the forest floor, mm-hmm. and when he when he returned, when he finally makes his way out, Michael Jordan Michaels realizes when he gets back to school. Anytime he touches a basketball, horns pop out of his head. He's got this weird thing. So he's like, he's just kind of in the gym, mm-hmm. and a bell rolls to his feet. He reaches down <laughs> a hand, giant horns out of the side of his head, right? And he's okay. looking around like there's nobody sees him like yet. How big? Like, like Hellboy what size
1: horns? Like those? Just like. Huge... Oh, bigger.
0: Oh, bigger. You know how like those funny foam cowboy hats? Uh-huh, yeah. Like, like that proportion, okay. but horns out of the side of his head.
1: Yeah, you know, like a hat, but uh, horns instead, if you think about well, it. Well, he was also
0: wearing a funny foam cowboy hat. Okay. It was a, a funny gag, mm-hmm. so he just happened to have it on. So okay. I'm just giving you some context. Gotcha. Um, But he takes his hand off the ball, and the horns come back in his head, right? So it's he's like, Okay, that's wild. Um, he also but then he's like, Well, I gotta figure this out. So he's he has some friends to come with him and he's like, Guys, I gotta tell you something. He picks up the ball, they see it, they freak out. But then they're playing basketball, and he realizes that like he can literally make defenders stuck in the mud. Like like he can like cross them over, but mm-hmm. in a way that their feet like sink into the court. Oh my and God, his eighteen okay. foot fadeaway has never been better. All right, I so see where like, this is absolutely going. Absolutely astonishing. <laughs> so one day, Michael Jordan Michaels is walking to class, and all of a sudden, a basketball court drops in the quad. This nice, you know, grassy area that they have in the middle of the college campus. A basketball court drops there with five aliens, and they say, "Bring us your best basketball players, or else we will conquer this university, and we will begin teaching not but criminal sciences at this university, <laughs> which like very few people are majoring in. It would be a big problem." Yeah, sure. Um, so Michael Jordan Michaels says. I'll do it, and they're like, "What? Just one of you? That'd be super weird." Uh, but he's like, "Yes." So it's one on five. Okay, wait, wait. One I just, man I just need to get five, five aliens.
1: Get this in just before uh, you say the name. Let me guess. You please keep going, but I want to, I want to guess because I feel like I have worked out your funny pun name. So I just want to put that out there. Okay, I'll what's be, your guess? No, no. Let, let, let I want you to wrap up. I just didn't want you to like hit it before. You just I got said a before you say it. Oh, uh, are you about to? Let or are you me guess. getting to the? I mean, i'm pretty close to it on here is it the tar hellion <laughs> no but that's awesome okay okay all right oh i mean we can change it that's pretty good let's change it to i, that. I it, mean the tar uh, hellion how though.
0: did you know <laughs> let oh me say yeah please it wasn't just space jelly yeah definitely wasn't that. Uh, okay. So he plays these aliens <laughs> in basketball, <Space> and <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> he dominates them. He freezes them in mud. His horns are banging him around. His 18-foot fadeaway, unstoppable, despite the fact that it is, you know, mathematically not Fade, a great shot to be foot taking. fadeaway. Is that should either be much closer to the basket or shooting from outside three-point line. He's not doing that. Wouldn't work necessarily in today's game, but, hey, it worked against these aliens. He wins. They leave. He saves the day. The campus is going nuts. They all mm-hmm. watch this game, right? Um, so they're quite excited. So we have Michael Jordan, Michael's, aka the Tar Heelian, has saved the day at a college university, and he <laughs> Do I just is name here the now is that, to, is that like uh, to save the name? day with his skills.
1: Well, because yeah. I just thought, like, so something we know about Kyle—he's a Tar Heels fan. Go Tar Heels! I don't know what you say for them.
2: Um, that's their saying. No, that's
1: their—that's their call. It—that's actually their song. Go Tar Heels! That it's real short. Um, I think that's like what we and you know he makes people sink into the tar and he's got horns so i kind of thought you were going for the pun of like tar hellion so Mm -hmm. no you're right you got okay good good i'm glad i could guess that all right well glad to help that's pretty fun i like that uh sports there's not enough sports based superheroes we should be reading the kickers though what are they called the super kickers or it's part of the new universe there's like a one of the series in the new universe is just about a bunch of football quarterbacks do you not know about this
0: I did not know about this. at all. Marvel had I this like little. Marvel kind of tried to
1: just for people that don't know. Marvel launched a little like side universe where they tried to like relaunch into their own thing. Um, under Jim Shooter, we might talk about it at some point. Yeah, there's a 12 issue series by Tom DeFalco, written by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends, called Kickers Inc. A group of heroes for hire, all former football players.
0: Wait, and they're all they all used to be quarterbacks, but they no, call themselves know, kickers.
1: No, they're all former football players. I don't That'd know, be bonkers. <laughs>
0: All right, awesome. I need to read that. Um, do you have another update, or are we done?
1: Uh, yeah, 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 I got one more. I actually got a new hero. So this is uh, for Martin, and this was purchased for Martin by his girlfriend, uh, Marisha. I think that's right. I gotta, I gotta double check that. But yeah, this is a surprise birthday gift for Martin. So happy birthday, Martin! Happy birthday! It is, it is very sweet and touching. Yeah, Marisha, very tu- sweet and touching to like know that somebody likes this enough to know that their boyfriend likes it. Enough that they would want a character, so she backed us. Like that's a, a, a dope nice gift. birthday present. Yeah, it's that's very, very thoughtful. it's Very sweet.
0: um Okay, so I panicked and got my wife like like a massage thing <laughs> online like four days before.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I just panicked and I got my wife uh, a my marvelous year uh, super villain. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> that, did. Um, God, I did how-
0: download the podcast onto her phone and said happy birthday, but let's just say that was insufficient. <laughs>
1: That would be incredible. <laughs> she could, <laughs> she could care less. <laughs> Let's just say she has. I never bet your listened. wife the, the idea done. that you would do that for her is so funny. Ugh, <laughs> <clears throat> <throat> <throat> oh, your wife is much cooler than you. Um, okay, so I agree. Yep. <laughs> and you. <laughs> that yes, yeah, that's true. Also, um, okay, so Martin, he has many graduate's degrees: physics, eng, material science. Um, material, material engineering, chemical engineering, all kinds of, you know, just like all in the realm of, uh, I guess chemistry and, uh, engineering. Okay. He, uh, because he wants to be an astronaut. Um, he wants to do solar or I don't know, (laughs) space research. God, I'm not equipped to be talking about this. Um, it doesn't show the, oh, thank you very much. Um, all this hard work for him pays off. He gets a job with a space agency, and he is going to be doing a solo flight, the first man to leave the solar system. The uh, The technology Damn. has increased enough that they are able to have a, uh, a ship leave the solar system, you know, not in, I think, 12 years or whatever, however long it actually takes right now. Um, so, you know, it's like a nice two-month journey to the outskirts of the solar system. And it's five years. Is it five? Nice little okay. space odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Just do that slingshotting around Jupiter. Um, if you're going to be a star man. Yep. Yeah. So he, um, Martin Bowie. is on the ship. Ship na- I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Star man? Oh, I tickle myself. Okay. I tickle myself. Not on yeah. camera. Uh, Martin is on the interloper. <laughs> i n- like, when I do that when you're talking? Literally tickle yourself? No. It's hard to. It's, yeah. it's very distracting to watch you do that. Just tickling my nips. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, I can't see, you know, like the camera cuts off right around the. Uh, like right around your nip so I can just see Tip your your, your fingers doing something right out of my view and it's just it's real <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> that would be bothersome, yeah. yeah. Okay, let me, let me get through this. So uh, Martin on the interloper exits the solar system and, you know, it's this incredible moment, first time any human has gone this far uh, and he is taking, he's taking readings, you know, he's doing all these observational studies of what this, the rest of the universe Global looks like. Readings, I hope and yeah he brought lots of comics i mean he just brought his tablet with marvel unlimited um but this episode is sponsored by marvel unlimited we wish yeah i know um he notices something weird in his second week three separate galaxies much pretty far from us very very far removed all blink out in the course of 24 hours um okay. and he you know he does some quick napkin math and realizes the the probability of these three like different stars all going Supernova, I think that's what it is. Um, you know, in life. yeah, definitely. You know, if we've learned anything co- from Johnny Storm, collapsing on themselves in that short of a time is totally improbable. But uh, you know, he takes his observations, he takes careful readings, keeps going. He goes to sleep, and he wakes up with this bright white light in his eyes, this blinding light, and he can't see anything. I kind of actually picture it like Tony Stark in Endgame when Captain Marvel like wakes him up by, uh, by yeah. burning so bright. Yeah. Kind of like that, but it burns so bright that he he literally can't see anything. He can't see his hands in front of his face, but this light, it's not hurting his eyes. It's just kind of enveloping everything, and it seems like he's not on the ship anymore. He's just surrounded by this white light, and this voice starts speaking to him in his head, and he hears this voice say, you have been chosen. There is a great entropy in the universe, the heat death of the universe, the, the end of all entropy uh basically flattens out. Like, what is it? The all like heat uh distributes so evenly that the entire universe like stops moving. But that is, I
0: love when go- great voices taken aside to explain something that shut they've just it, told up. someone. In what it. is clearly a well, seminal ex- moment. Shut it when the great voice is like, e- and uh an entropy is uh, the heat death of the universe. He's let, talking about the heat death, death of the explain. universe. you may not know.
1: Yeah. Martin knows that that theory is, you know, like 10 to the hundredth years away. You know, like that that idea that that would happen to the universe is like unimaginably distant in time. This voice explains to him, no, something is happening that's speeding up entropy across the universe. We have 10 years. No, Martin, we have 10 years. (laughs) 10 of your human Earth years. Martin, from whatever this cosmic entity is, is being given powers to fight back against the entropy of the universe and this it's basically the power of negentropy which is negentropy negentropy which is just neg-entropy. the opposite of entropy um he Negative is entropy. able to basically break the law of thermodynamics yeah. and create energy he is able to insert energy that was not there before and like bond molecules with new energy um, energy bonds, and uh, yeah, he basically has the ability now to create. Yeah, create energy. Got you it. are on
0: such a roll. Shut
1: up! I. You are on such a roll. It's, it's I'm your serious. blank face just staring at me that like is just <laughs> killing me, and I'm just stumbling. And through then this. you got to the he has the ability to. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, and everything
1: fell apart. No, it's fine. Like it's, the heat death of good, the universe. It's a good idea. So he says, uh, "Negentropy, huh? I guess I gotta mm. come up with a superhero name." I guess I'll be Negasonic Teenage Warhead and the the voice says, No, that's already no <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Copyright Issues, Martin.
1: And so he decides to go by the name Heat Builder. Heat and Builder. And he's going to use his powers.
0: Somehow. I'm Mr Heat Builder. So as long as he has I'm Mr. Son oh, oh, Rose,
1: Rose is gonna specifically really like that reference. She loves that movie. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh any any time he basically he can take, you know, different atoms and create Different elements and, uh, you know, like, insert enough energy to fuse them into new elements. He can just break the laws of thermodynamics. And, uh, I don't know, he's got a whole wide world of possibilities open to him. So this is Heat Builder. Love it. Yep.
0: Love it. All right. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Sweet. Those have been your My Marvelous Year character updates. The My Marvelous Shared Universe is growing. If you'd like to get a character of your own, go on over to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear for information on how to do so. Thanks to everybody who backs the show and has made this a possibility. Mm-hmm. We like doing it, and we are looking forward to continuing reading through Marvel Comics in the 1980s with all of you. Anything else we want to share? Um,
1: oh, 1983 is four episodes. I think we're going to do a variant in the middle of it. So I think um, just FYI, and this will become self-apparent, but um, we're either going to do a variant cover at most every – if we'll, if we only do three episodes for a year, we're going to do one variant cover for it. But if we do four or more, we're going to do at least two. So we don't want four episodes yes. to go by without uh, doing a variant cover and checking in. Yes. Yep. Agree. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Well, thank thanks you. for listening, everyone. No, and
0: so as always, thanks to Disaster Peace for the music. Mm, and yes. we will see you next year.
1: See you next year.